Hello, and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 230, which we're recording on Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we were celebrating that we were out of the <laughs> 220s for our recorded, our episode numbers. And then the date is the 22nd of 2020. Just when oh. we were celebrating being out of the 20s. Being in one out place. of the 220s, because <laughs> I feel like we have been in the 220s for the whole of the pandemic, which is not quite true. I double checked and we have only been in the 220s since June, but long enough. <laughs> and time is so fluid right now. I mean, I can't. Exactly. Some days June feels like it was a long time ago. Other days, not so much. It's Exactly. Just, yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. All right. So okay. what are you wearing? I have been wearing my Look Squirrel sweater. Yay! Yay! Look, Look Squirrel is a sweater by Casapinka that I completed in August. And I made this one out of the Western Sky Knits Merino 17 light. Mm. So it is very, very soft. The Merino 17, of course, is a 17 micron merino. The lower the number, the softer the yarn when you're talking about microns. So this one, very soft. And the Look Squirrel sweater, I've referred to it before as a three-button sweater is what I often call it, even though it doesn't actually have three buttons. But what it does do is it closes at the top. If you want to fasten it closed, you can... I. I can't remember if the, I, I don't think the look squirrel pattern actually has a button written into the pattern, but it has a lace yoke. So you can put a button there and use one of the yarn over holes in the lace to secure closed your sweater if you so desire. I use a stick pin to close it. And this time when I wore it last weekend, I had traveled somewhere and I actually forgot to bring my little stick pin closure. So no closure at all. And it worked fine. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I really love this sweater. And I was able to complete it with just two skeins of fingering because it's not a very large sweater it's shorter and it has short shorter sleeves and it's the the fronts of the sweater don't overlap so it was a it, it's a good good sweater for me to keep in mind for two skeins when i have two skeins that i need something to That's make because always I, nice. I would like to yes yeah. and i would like to have this sweater in more colors because i used to wear a lot of these style sweaters and don't have any of the old ones anymore. So maybe it's time to start <clears throat> collecting them again. Who knows? <laughs> so that is Look Squirrel by Casapinka. What are you wearing, Gail? And I see you're wearing something. Yes, I just literally, <laughs> when we started recording, got chilly. So I threw on my Pearl Break shawl, which is a pattern by Stephen West. And this is probably only the third or fourth time I've ever worn it, which is sad because it's a beautiful shawl it's straight it really is. isn't it pretty gorgeous yes it starts in one color then you stripe in the second color and then i think the edging is done in a third color because i think i used madeline tosh sock onyx black because i wanted a neutral shawl because i have mm -hmm. nothing neutral in general the stripes are onyx and candy skein luscious fingering in her astoria fog latte which has more speckles in the skein you have than my skein. And then the edging on mine is Uncommon Thread Confetti, which has little teeny tiny sprinkles of color that might be hard to see in the camera. But it's super warm. It's all garter stitch. It was a fun knit. It's one of those big blanket shawl blankets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the thing I was going to talk about in What Am I Wearing is for Josie because she today, for the first time this season, got out her Dottie cardigan, which is the one I knit for her last year around Christmas time, so about a year ago. And she was so excited that it was cold enough to wear it. She said, <laughs> I get to switch to my winter sweater. And she went and got it out and she was all excited and had it on and was modeling it for me. And she was adorable. So she was very excited. 
that it's Dottie Cardigan season again, and that's a pattern by Stephanie Lau, who is all about Ami, as in Amagurumi, and she has lots of really beautiful, mostly crochet, but some knit patterns. She has a lot of beanies, several sweaters. She just released today, I think, a smaller version of one of her cardigans for children's sizes. So you never know. Olivia might get one of those someday. (laughs) And she just has some great patterns. A lot of them are free. And she has the free version on her website. And then there's a paid version that I think has better formatting maybe or more instructions. I don't remember exactly. Mm. I bought the Dottie Cardigan pattern and I saw both versions and it was only $4. So it was seemed, you know, a good thing to contribute to the designer. So I really liked the pattern. It was a very easy knit and went pretty quickly because it was, I think, two strands of worsted held doubled Mm -hmm. for that sweater because it was a bulky weight pattern. So it went really quickly. So that was the Dottie Cardigan by Stephanie Lau. Excellent. What have you been stocking? It's definitely welcome to sweater weather. I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) Mike Mike likes to announce the weather to me every day. And he doesn't Uh look out the window. He looks at his iPhone. Right. So he said, we're going to have cold weather finally this weekend. He said, and it's for the rest of time. And I said, oh, so it's never going to be warm again? And he said, well, no, you know, at least, probably not until next April. So I was like, yes, sweater weather. And he said, oh, it's going to be too cold. But of course, I was excited about that. So yes, yes, very excited. Because you have all the woolen things. Yes, I'm now, we've changed up our recording again, just a little bit. And I have a different microphone than what I normally use, which is the one Charlene used to use up until today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm standing in my closet today instead of sitting down. And I have literally sweaters all around the microphone to help absorb sound from it. And I took a picture so that you can see all the sweaters around the microphone and my computer sitting on top. But literally, I'm, I have all the woolens right here around me. It's so exciting. And I can start to wear them again. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at that picture of your setup because I need to refine my setup now that I am using a different microphone as well. Yep, we're hoping to up the sound quality. (laughs) So what are you stocking? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned Stephen West because I am stocking a pattern that I believe was released sometime in the last week or two. And I cannot say this. It is. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to pronounce it. I was literally thinking Chevrolet about that. Chevrolelogram is the name written on the pattern. I'll call it the Chevron shawl. <laughs> That's much easier. I was thinking yes. that Chevrolelogram, kind of like the Chevrolet car. Oh, there you go. Maybe is how it's pronounced. But yes, it's supposed to be like Chevron, go. like the shape of a Chevron. Right. Yes, L-gram. exactly. So, okay. And it. It's a parallelogram with chevrons, right? I, that's, yeah. That's, yes. <laughs> and it uses four colors. The pattern states 910 yards of DK white yarn. I think I would probably switch it to use fingering because that's just my preferred weight for shawls, especially something this large. This is another one of his large creations. Well, and it's almost almost a thousand yards of DK weight yarn. So that's that's almost a whole sweater. So it it's quite a, a bit of yarn for DK weight. And it is chevron stitch based rectangular shawl or scarf. Knit sideways from wingtip to wingtip is how he describes it. And I believe when he says knit sideways, I think it's knit kind of from point of parallelogram to point of parallelogram, but knit across the short side of the shawl rather than lengthwise, if that makes any sense. Like a scarf. And yes. And there's, Uh, different textured stitches in there. There's some textured, some twisted rib, some seed stitch, and some garter, 
and it looks like you alternate colors when you change from one color to another for striping sections in there too. And like I said, four colors and it just looks really cool. <laughs> it is cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've had a few recently that including the parallelogram <laughs> that I've actually very, very in a small way started. So I'm, I'm working on a Stephen West and I don't think I've worked on, or I don't think I've knit a pattern from him in a very, very long time. So this one's interesting. That's Chevrolelogram. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing I am stocking is an interesting pullover sweater by a designer named Yellow Cosmo. And now her name seems familiar to me. I don't think I've made anything by this designer, and I don't know what her real name is. I guess I should have looked that up. But her byline on Ravelry just says Yellow Cosmo. And I don't know, Gail, have you knit anything by her? I'm not sure if I've knit anything, but I've certainly seen the name. So yeah, yeah. I, I have too. And I'm not sure what we must have stocked something mm -hmm. by her at some point in the past. And this pattern itself that I am stocking right now isn't new. It's a pattern from 2015. And it is a ribbed pullover knit top down in DK white yarn. And the thing that caught my eye was the traveling lines of rib that go from the neckline and continue all the way down the arms of the sweater. It It's just an interesting visual effect you have on the back of the sweater, for example. You have the lines of ribbing coming from the neckline down the sides over the shoulders and then all the way completing the look down the arm and then across the back in the very middle of the neck, the lines continue down from the neckline of the sweater and then across the top of the shoulder, a new line starts kind of going in the opposite direction from the ribbing line that is going down the shoulders down to the arms. So there's this kind of flowing movement of the ribbing coming from the top, going down the arms, and then starting in a new direction at the base of the, or at the back of the sweater. And then also you get that coming across the front of the sweater as well to create, it's not quite ruffled, but there's just a little bit of gathering along the edge of fabric that flows down from the neck and down the arms. It's kind of cool. Hmm. What would, what did you say it was called again? It is called Season of Persimmons. Season of Persimmons. Did I perhaps okay. not say the name? <laughs> I can't remember I'm if I said the name. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound familiar now. <laughs> okay. I I probably forgot. And I the sweater, the sample on the pattern page is the orange of persimmons. Ah, uh, okay. So that's, I guess, where the name comes from. But it's very visually interesting to follow the lines. And there's one particular project that really caught my eye. The knitter made her version as a short-sleeved sweater, and then she wanted to make it much more A-line. So after this, the sweater is split for sleeves, she starts increasing as she goes down the body, and her version is just spectacular. So once again, Ravelry has caught my eye by showing me something that, one of the projects, you know, something that somebody took the pattern and made it their own. I love yeah, seeing that. Yeah, that's really cute. <laughs> I just got it open on Ravelry. That's really cute. Yeah. So that is Season of Persimmons by Yellow Cosmo. And then the last thing I am stocking is a sweater by Tiff Nealon. And I know that you have very recently knit a couple of patterns by Tiff Nealon. You knit, let's see, I wrote it down. You had knit two of her hats. You knit the spruce and lichen hat. Oh, and the scrappy snarled hat. That one was Great very Great memory. Cool. Yes, <laughs> I indeed. wrote it down. <laughs> 
But the coastal crop cardigan caught my eye because the sample is knit with a really beautiful tweed yarn. And it's also a DK white sweater. I guess the patterns I'm noticing, I guess, are a little heavier weight. I don't know why. Season's but changing. But this one, I guess so. This one, the DK weight is achieved by knitting two strands of fingering yarn. And the designer for the sample uses one one yarn that's a smooth yarn and one yarn that is a tweed. So I thought that was pretty cool to use the tweed. And I really loved the look. I loved the look of tweeds anyway. But my thought was I have been looking for something that would look really cool with the slubby yarn. Ooh, and yes. I thought, I think this sweater would look really cool in the slubby yarn. It's, it is a basic top-down raglan, but it's got a couple of interesting features. It's got pattern along the raglan lines on the shoulders, and it's got some patterning down the sides of the sweater. And the designer has also knit contrast cuffs. And I, it, she's possibly knit a contrast neckline too. I can't really tell. It might only be one strand of a contrast color on the neckline. But you know, as, as a knitter, you can do that any way you want. And she's also got a ribbed hem. And for some reason, when I saw this sweater, I immediately thought it would look really cool with a folded hem. So if I were to knit it, I might mm. do a folded hem instead of a ribbed hem. I don't know why that came to me, but it did. I love folded hems. They look so pretty. Yeah, and exactly. Just tailored, more tailored. Yeah. Pretty effect. So I think it would work on this sweater because it doesn't have a split hem. And a lot of the sweaters that I have been knitting recently have split hems. So I guess you could do a folded hem on a split hem as well. Just be different. I haven't tried that. Hmm. That's a new thing to try. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this one is Coastal Crop Raglan by Tiff Nealon. What are you stocking, Gail? Well, last episode, I mentioned that Josie had requested a blanket for Christmas. And so we have since stocked blankets. She thinks she has decided on a pattern. She really likes the color check afghan, which is a pattern by Barbara Spencer Hawk Designs. And it's really cool. I think it's knit in strips. And there is a black, well, okay. The pattern pictures on Ravelry are almost like a jewel-toned rainbow. And the contrast color that gives the name, the color check, is black that runs through it in a slip stitch pattern. So it looks like little tiny window panes of black filled with a jewel tone kind of rainbow. It's really cool. I really like it a lot. I'm glad that she said she liked it because I was worried she was going to pick something very difficult to knit. But she even said, if it's something you don't want to knit, tell me. So <laughs> I thought that was very sweet. So interestingly, this is a worsted weight afghan. That's not the interesting part. The interesting part is she wants it doubled. So there was someone on Ravelry, G Lime 102, I think was her username. She wanted to do all the colors of the rainbow. So the f one side of it is like the blues, purples, and greens. And then she did a second side that was the reds, oranges, and yellows. And she seamed them together. So it oh, is wow. very thick. And Josie said, I would love that. I said, well, that's actually knitting you two blankets by Christmas time, which I'm not <laughs> committing to. So I told her maybe she could have one done by Christmas and then we'd negotiate the timing on the second half of the blanket, which is, you know, the double thickness part of the blanket. Okay, I I wasn't sure what you meant at first by double. Mm -hmm. Now I understand. Yeah, she basically <laughs> wants two blankets sewn together because the finished version is beautiful of the version on Ravelry. And I think there are only six projects 
of this particular design. So you can easily go and see which one I'm referring to. It won't take anyone okay. very long to find okay. it. <laughs> but it's a, just a beautiful blanket. I think it's really lovely. And I look forward to knitting it. And I think she's going to want some kind of rainbowish effect. So I'm not sure what yarn she'll pick, but it'll be interesting. So that is the Color Check Afghan by Barbara Spencer Hawk Designs. And two shawls, strangely, that I've been stocking. So I say I never wear shawls, but I'm wearing <laughs> one right now and I'm stocking them. The first one was free for a couple days. So I saw it in the hot right now on Ravelry. And it's called the Peace, Love and Joy Shawl. And it's by the designer Cold Comfort Knits. And it's one strand of silk mohair lace. So it's very light and airy. Knit in a drop stitch pattern. And it's an asymmetric triangle and it has fringe. So if <laughs> the version she did for the pattern page on Ravelry is a pink ombre of, I think it's kids silk haze, but I couldn't guarantee that. And it's just so pretty. It's pinks into lighter colors. And I think there's a pinkish leaning brown in it too, if I remember correctly. And it just looks so light and airy. You know, those layers that are just like an ethereal little cobweb on yeah. your shoulders, yet they're so warm. And they feel so good. Exactly. So that's the Peace, Love, and Joy shawl. And then there was a similar one to that called Flowers in the Air. And that's by Sashiko Imura. And we have both in it her jeweled cowl, which was mm. just a round and round one that had kind of a netting with beads in the netting that you and I have both I knit. remember that mm -hmm. one yeah same designer and this one is also one strand of mohair silk lace and she did it with little flowers so the name flowers in the air it has little flowers in the shawl this is also a triangle by the way and there are beads around the center of oh, the flower nice. oh it's so pretty <laughs> and it just again is just an ethereal really pretty layering piece with, I think she had three different sizes to it with different amounts of the flowers. So the body of the shawl is just stockinette with the edging in the flower pattern with the beads. And depending on how much of the flower pattern you want would dictate how much yarn you were going to use. So I just thought that cool. was lovely. And with, yeah, it sounds nice. <laughs> and I was thinking also with the, the trends towards mohair silk, I'm sure a lot of people have smaller bits of leftover in their stash. Mm -hmm. And I think both of those patterns would work well with scraps if you, yeah. if you like a stripey look. So yeah, yeah it would be really pretty in cool. scrap yarn, scrap mohair silk. So that last one was Flowers in the Air by Sachiko Imura. And that's what I've been stocking. Okay. So what have you been knitting? I know what you've been knitting and I'm excited. <laughs> Well, a couple of things, actually three things to be exact. I've finished the second sleeve on my Live Light sweater. That's probably, that was my main knitting for a while to get to that point where I finished the sleeves. And now it's waiting. The designer recommends that you block the sweater before you knit on the front band. Now the front band starts at the front of one side of the sweater and goes up all the way around the back of the neck and then down the other side. So it seems like very good advice because we all know sometimes you wash your sweater and it it may change length. So this it seems like good advice to follow to wash it and then knit on the band in such a way so that, of course, it doesn't gather or wrinkle or pucker in any way. So that will be my next project. I just haven't washed it yet. I was going to do it today, and then it was overcast for so long today that I just didn't get to it this morning. So maybe tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see. So that is Live Light. The pattern is by Carrie Bostick Hodge. The second thing I am working on is my KP pullover. Gail and I have both been working on this one. The pattern is by Ari Shimizu. And this has been, it's been an easy start to a pullover sweater. I really, I went through the first part pretty quickly. 
and I have been working on the body of the sweater after separating for the sleeves because it was just round and round. I had to knit eight inches or eight and a half inches, something like that, and just going around and around. And I had a a little car trip this past weekend. And though I don't knit in the car, it was easy for me to pull out and just knit in the round while I was there. Although I have to say I didn't knit very much. So that is KP Pullover by Ari Shimizu. I'm sure Gail will have something else to say about that one. <laughs> and then the third thing that I previously mentioned that I have barely started is the Parallelo Lamb by Stephen West. And I've barely knit a few rows on this one. I started it once and then ripped it out and I've restarted it. I So I haven't knit past the first section. Something confused me <laughs> on the on the instructions and I did not get the expected number of ridges. I think I was supposed to end up with nine ridges in my sections and I think I had eight. So I I haven't figured out what I did incorrectly on that one. But I'm sure it's just knitting two more rows of garter. <laughs> <laughs> but I could it, it's like I kept reading the instructions and it and I was supposed to knit 14 rows which would only yield seven, seven. ridges. Yeah. And then I figure you get the eighth ridge from the cast on maybe so yeah that that's part of it i i just need to go back i wasn't paying as much attention as i probably should i guess so parallel glam parallel lamb by stephen west <laughs> say that three times fast <laughs> i dare you yeah exactly what are you knitting gail so in my hands right now is my kp pullover so i just separated for my sleeves this morning so that I could be knitting on it while we're podcasting. Excellent so plan. I'm holding it up for <laughs> Charlene to see. That's so pretty. Oh, I love this yarn. So I'm using Madeline Tosh Prairie, which is a single ply lace weight yarn in the copper pink colorway, which is kind of pinkish mauve with speckles of darker pink and kind of a raspberry brighter pink. I would say. Mm -hmm. And doesn't, isn't there a little bit of gold in there too? Um, no, no, I think the gold is just, just the spare yarn I used for the sleeves. Oh, it might just be the way the, the lights light in here. Yeah. My closet is not like the most well lit area of the house. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so like I said, I just separated for the sleeves. And like Charlene said, there's about eight inches of body where you zoom, zoom until you separate for front and back because this one, the slit is pretty high up on the sweater. And then you knit a lot of the front and even more of the back. So there's this bigger opening than on most of our mm -hmm. split hem sweaters that we've knit before yeah. you and I. Yeah. So yeah, I, now I'm to the point where I'll zoom, zoom and the one of the design features on this, it's not just mindless round and round because she does have like a faux seam on either side of the sweater where you do a little rib to set off some stockinette. So mm -hmm. just a little cute design feature there. And this morning, <laughs> Charlene and I are going to talk about in a minute our, um, <laughs> what are we going to call it? Our mental health lately. And this morning, as I was sitting there looking at my sweater, looking at the pattern, getting ready to separate for sleeves, I was looking at it and thinking, why does she want me to turn my work to separate for sleeves? So she has some like really kind of cool cast on thing I'm going to do for the underarm. I don't understand. I read that like five times. And then I looked at the heading again and it said separating front and back, not separating sleeves. <laughs> so <laughs> I was making it much harder than it needed to be. <laughs> Luckily, I figured it out before I tried to knit it because sometimes I'll just think, oh, it's just me. And if I keep knitting, I'll figure it out. Well, no, that was just me not being mentally aware, which is pretty common lately. <laughs> so that's the KP pullover. And the second thing that I'm knitting is my pressed flower shawl by Andrea Rent. No, Andrea Rangel does the Descent Toque, 
This one's by Amy Christopher. <laughs> See, like I was saying, my mental acuity is not quite there. <laughs> but the pressed flower shawl is so pretty. It makes me so happy to knit on that project. It is a DK weight shawl, triangle shaped, and it is slip stitch knitting to give you beautiful little flowers on a background of a different color. So my background is Leopard Colorway by Madeline Tosh in her high twist DK weight yarn. So it's a very, very dark gray, almost black. And then my contrast color for my little flowers are two strands of single ply fingering held doubled. So I have Tosh Merino Light in Moonstone, which is a purpley gray, and Neighborhood Fiber Company's Rustic Fingering in Bentaloo, which is a lighter purple like a lilac-y, beautiful lavender color. And oh, it just makes me so happy to knit it. It's so intuitive, the <laughs> pattern itself, to give these beautiful flowers. And it's kind of meditative, but yet you still have to pay some attention so that your flowers look like flowers and they don't look like a mess. But it's so much fun to knit. I just joined two nights ago, I think, the second of three balls of the leopard color. So I'm roughly a third of the way through the shawl, probably. And I almost don't want it to end because I just love making these little flowers. They make me so happy. So that's the Pressed Flower Shawl by Amy Christophers. And that's what I've been knitting. Ever face the tedious task of having to drop down and correct a mistake in your knitting? The Fix-A-Stitch is here to help. It's a double-ended tool that uses a patented method to change stitches from knit to purl or purl to knit quick and easy. Check our website for great tutorials and other ways to use it. The tool comes in a package of three for light, medium, or bulky weights. A lace weight tool is sold separately. Fix-A-Stitch is available at local yarn shops around the country. More information is available at www.fixastitch.com. Thank you very much, Fix-A-Stitch, for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. I've been needing those tools lately. Yes. <laughs> my mental acuity never... problem lately. Exactly. Yeah, dropping exactly. stitches like crazy. When we drop, yes. Yep. <laughs> like setting down. Dropping a... stitches and just needing to fix things. And yeah, yeah. and setting down a, a project Definitely. and picking it back up and half of the stitches have come have off the needle. Have fallen off the needle. Which I almost never do, but yeah. lately it's a regular thing. You know, I have been having that happen a lot too now that you mention it hmm curious yeah <laughs> okay i have not finished anything so gail why don't you tell us what you have finished i finished two things so first i finished my first christmas gift of the year the twinkle twinkle baby blanket by helen stewart which was a super fun knit i did a little bit of modification so on the edging of this blanket it's knit center out with four sections. It's kind of, if you think of like raglan shaping, the four sections are similar to that where you increase to give yourself this really pretty square shape at the end. And the edging is a lace pattern. And Alex and I talked about it and thought, well, we don't really want little baby fingers to get stuck in mm -hmm. the holes of the lace. So I decided to do a ribbing around the edge instead. And I really like how it turned out. I used... Madeline Tosh Merino Cashmere Nylon Sport Blend in the Wellwater colorway, which is a beautiful kind of smoky blue. And it's just so pretty. It's it's really gorgeous. Nice. <laughs> and I think I can announce now that Alex is pregnant with baby number two. Yay. She just had another ultrasound today and they were able to count the baby's fingers because the baby was apparently clapping. And she, she and her husband are not going to find out if it's a boy or a girl. So we're going to be surprised and I'm just super excited. So this is the first of several Christmas gifts that I will be knitting for them. And of course, Josie's blanket. So one down, many to go. When is she and due? I also, she is due April 29th, but she had Olivia via C-section. So they're scheduling the second baby as a C-section as mm -hmm. well, a little earlier than that okay. date. So Although her technical due date is the 29th, we don't know what day they'll actually yeah. schedule her. Yeah. I was just wondering about approximate. So April. 
<laughs> yes, we wish that we could stick with the 29th because my Ravelry username, I've told the story before, Gailey Whaley is part of Gailey Whaley Snaily Paley, which was a nickname granted to me by my uncle, which I hated while I was little, but I love it now. He passed away 24 years ago now, I think, in a plane crash. Oh, wow. And he was born on April 29th. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that date, when everyone heard that date, there was, you know, a lot of heartwarming Aww. sensations that went around <laughs> the family. So yes, baby Herrera number two, coming soon. And the second thing I finished is The Descent Took by Andrea Ranchell. Now, I've been mispronouncing Toke my whole life. So one of our listeners, I think, let me look it up. Sarah P., who lives in Canada, was nice enough to let us know in the Ravelry group that it's not pronounced Toke. It's a French word pronounced Took. So the hat is actually a Took, and she said, Think of it as a thicker version of a beanie, usually with a longer brim meant to be folded doubled to keep your ears warm. Hmm. So that's how she described what a toque is. So thank okay. you very much, Sarah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the Descent Toque is one of Andrea Rangel's series in her Descent series. She has a cardigan, a pullover, and the hat. And someone just released... A sock pattern. I don't think it was oh, Andrea really? Rangel, but yeah, someone did. There are a lot of descent themed things based on Ruth Bader Ginsburg's Courtney her juror. Her collars. Yeah, her the, the collars she wore during the, her yeah. her stint as during a her, superior court justice. Yes, yes. Yes. So I really liked the hat. I used now first the hat comes in both a fingering and worsted weight on the same pattern. So you can knit in either one. The fingering weight gives you more of the color work section, which represents the collar that Ruth Bader Ginsburg wore. I did the worsted weight version because I had black and white Cascade 220 in my hat stash. So I picked those up instantly and said, yeah, these are the colors for this hat. And because it's a worsted weight, the color work section is a little shorter. But it turned out beautifully, very easy color work. I think there are about 14 or 15 rounds of color work, so not very much. And it's only two colors, so it's not difficult to do. There were only a couple rounds where the floats went longer than seven stitches where you had to catch them. And it was just a simple, easy to knit hat. And mine, she also gives instructions to make it either beanie or slouch. So a little shorter or longer for a slouch. And I read centimeters and thought it was inches. And I just kept knitting the body of this hat thinking 13 oh, inches is wow. a really, really long hat. <laughs> <laughs> so. That would be, that would, well, that would certainly give you enough to fold up and double cover your ears it would only then you'd you'd probably fold it up over the color work and then you'd miss out yeah, on the prettiness true. of the hat so anyway mine's kind of in between beanie and slouch and you know it'll keep someone's head very warm so that was a really good pattern i highly recommend it and again descent toque by andrea rangel all right so we wanted to do another mental health check-in for the year 2020, which is kicking my butt. <laughs> what about you, Charlene? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess at the beginning of the year, I can definitely say that I expected there to be ramifications from COVID. I definitely expected there to be because Gail knows this, but I had some family members who were living in China, and there were some interesting travel arrangements that had to be made very, very early in the year because of their residence in China. So that happened early in the year. So I was expecting, yes, I expected something. Did I expect it to be this far-reaching? No. Did any of us? No. I, and, you know, I've read a little bit about the pandemic of 100 years ago, the Spanish flu pandemic. I think it was 1918. And that one 
supposedly, I don't know how accurate my internet gleaned facts are, but supposedly <laughs> that one lasted two years. You know, it, it's hard. I realize for these sorts of events, it's hard to label a beginning and an end because there's always going to be cases that are outliers. And where do you officially start start counting it, the pandemic has started? So it's difficult, but two years is what generally seems to be the internet answer to the question of how long did that pandemic last? And if if it's comparable at all, we've got a ways to go. A ways, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's comparable at all. I, I know nothing. I'm I'm just it's just me doing reading and imagining and visualizing the worst. So <laughs> well that's one of the notes I have written down is that we don't know the duration. We don't know when life's going to return to quote unquote normal. And I think that's part of what's really been taking a toll on me. Mm-hmm. And I know between COVID and the fires we had and all the other things that are happening in the United States right now with our election coming up very quickly, mm-hmm. it just feels like it's mentally building up to almost a breaking point for me. Last week, I was having really bad headaches also and really bad allergies, and I just could not focus on anything. It was one of the the most unproductive probably weeks of my whole life. It just felt like Mm. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't focus. I wasn't sitting around crying or anything. I just, no motivation, no focus, no ability to just be productive. It was crazy. It's, It's very much not my personality to be like that. And (laughs) <laughs> just one example of how my brain wasn't working. I cast on for the descent toque and I texted Charlene once I got through the ribbing and I said, I can't find my US size six circular needle anywhere. <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. My house is not very big. My knitting stuff is very well organized. I don't have a million works in progress bags around the house. There are only a few places where that needle would have been and it was nowhere. So after looking around and getting frustrated because I couldn't find my needle, I decided I'd buy a new one. I mean, what the mm-hmm. heck? You know, handsome fibers. It'll get here in two days. It's $10. Not a big deal. So I bought the new one. And then I picked the Descent toque back up and just start working on it again. <laughs> and <laughs> went to take out the one needle because the ribbing was done and go up to the next needle size, which should have been a six. Guess what size needle was in the work in progress. I did not cast on in a US 5 like I thought I did. I cast on in a US 6. So I now have two US 6 16-inch circular needles. And that's just like just a normal occurrence in my day now is just to do something that's completely, you know, it's not something I would have done six, eight, ten months ago. It's just, it's life. it's not a bad thing. (laughs) No, but it's, when it's consistently like that throughout the day, every day, it's just, you start to question your own sanity. It's crazy. Definitely. Definitely. I I feel like we're all living with additional stress, mm -hmm, additional anxiety, uncertainty, and confusion. And what does that lead to? It leads to depression and sadness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and you and I don't even have children, small children at home who we're homeschooling. You know, we don't have elderly parents we're taking care of. I mean, trying to make myself feel better, I think, well, I don't even have these other layers of complexity and difficulty and stress that could be there. So I'm clenching my teeth right now (laughs) because... And trying to smile and you just smile your way through it and, you know, we'll all get through it. But man, some days are really, really hard. And I hope for everyone who feels that same way, whether it's recently or, you know, you had a bad week or bad day or bad month, just be nice to yourself. I mean, I think to myself, okay, I'm beating myself up. My self-recrimination is off the scale. I'm gaining weight. I'm just like, everything's bad, you know personally, where normally I'd be more in control. But what would I tell you if you were saying that? 
I would tell you, hey, it's okay. The world is a pretty messed up place right now. Give yourself a break. So everybody, I hope everybody is able to just take a deep breath and try to give yourself a break. And what you just said, I think, is such a good point that what would we tell our friends who are going through this? We would tell our friends to give themselves a break. Mm -hmm. And so we have to remember to do that with our own selves as well. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Because this is unprecedented in our generation. This is nothing any of us have ever even probably contemplated going through. And here we are going through, what, month eight? 10? I don't even know. I've lost track. Yeah. It's been a long time. And it's around the whole world. All of us are feeling it. Right. So it's not like you can call your friend up in another part of the state or country or world and say, hey, you know, how's it going over there? We're all doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you look at the, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I keep bringing this up, but if you look at the statistics for the 1918 pandemic, it's, definitely was pretty grim and it there's definitely a lot of similarities and now now that i have read more about that pandemic and heard a little bit more about that pandemic it's shocking to me that i do not ever remember learning about that in any institutionalized school setting and that was such a, it must have been such a historical event as I see the one that we're currently living through is such a historical event. So that had to have been equally shocking and equally difficult to get through. And yet, I don't remember learning about it. <laughs> There's been a lot of that for me this year, learning about things that are not in our history books about Native yeah. Americans and about Black and Indigenous people and all sorts of things like that, that you just, what do you read and believe? Because what is the source and what did the source want you to know about and not know about? And it's that's, that's a whole different such, conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole different conversation, but that is such a good point. Mm-hmm. Such a good point. I... Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I completely agree. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, the internal things that I've been struggling with versus the external things like the holidays are coming up. And mm-hmm. I know that Canada already had their Thanksgiving and right. I know Argentina and other countries already had their Mother's Day. And, you know, we should be having Halloween in a week, but that's you know, not going to happen the way it always has traditionally happened. And then Thanksgiving and Christmas, and most of us won't be able to see our friends and family. And that's hard. It's really hard. So that and just the small things like just going to the local yarn store and touching the yarn and being around people who want to touch yarn and seeing what your friends are knitting and stuff. We just can't do the things that normally bring us joy right now. Or we, we can't do all of the things that would normally bring us joy. So, and and hopefully that people are finding ways in modified ways to do some activities to Mm -hmm. see some people. It's possible you just have to modify it and be safe. And especially in the parts of the world that are getting cold right now. I know the southern hemisphere is coming up on summer, but the Northern Hemisphere, we're coming up on winter. And a lot of people are going to be confined indoors again, because it's going to get really cold. So I hope everyone finds a way to get outside and get some fresh air somehow. Wear those hand knits, bundle up in lots and lots of layers that you can go out and get some fresh air, because I know that helps me tremendously. I was thinking, okay, what are the things that are bringing me joy lately? And I thought first, Olivia, my granddaughter, I (laughs) I FaceTime with them almost every day. And of course, the new baby on the way brings me joy. But my dog, my dog brings me so much joy because I go out with her, take her to the beach, take her on a hike, take her for a run. And I see now why so many people have acquired new pets. Over the Pets last, are definitely yeah. a stress buster for me, definitely, yeah. and hopefully it is for other people as well. And yeah, I think that is why pet ownership has really gone up during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, there's something about touching your pet 
that's just, <laughs> you, it's not comparable to almost anything else. Touching your yarn yeah. is one thing, touching your pet's a little <laughs> bit different. But again, wanted to make sure that everybody who's listening knows that we do have our Zoom meetup every Saturday, like clockwork, one o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And we usually have quite a few people attending and we have a, one or two new people every week. So don't feel intimidated like, oh, this is something that's established and I wouldn't be welcome. That's not how we do it at all. We just welcome everybody who's there. We talk about yes. what we're knitting, what we've finished, how things are going. We avoid all possible landmine topics. Every time we get distracted <laughs> by COVID, I say, literally, I hold my hands up in a timeout and say, hey, hey, let's bring it back. Let's not talk about that. So it's it's really focused on knitting and just being healthy and happy. So I hope if you are interested, you will join. All the links are in our Ravelry group at the top of our list of threads. It's stickied for the Saturday one o'clock Zoom. So it's easy to find. And a lot of people have said recently that we're one of the friendliest groups on Ravelry and off Ravelry. So <laughs> I hope so that everybody nice feels like they'd be welcomed. Yes. 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 And we do have links on our blog as well. If for some reason you cannot use Ravelry, I know that there are some challenges with Ravelry for some folks right now. So we are trying to be as attentive to that as we possibly can. And I'm trying to label all the links on our blog as well that go to Ravelry just to let people know so that nobody is surprised if they cannot use Ravelry right now. Excellent. Thank you for doing that. I had forgotten it was on the blog. Thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> so again, hope you're all finding a way to be joyful. And if you ever just need a little bit of extra love, pop into the Ravelry group or send either of us a direct message on Instagram mm -hmm. or email. Check out our or, Zoom. Yeah. Anything that we can do to help, we're here. Yeah. Everybody's going through it. So <sighs> deep breath. <laughs> Find some joy out there. Okay. All thank right. you, everybody, so much for listening. Yep. We thank you so it. much. And happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye, bye bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.